When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Camp Half Pod. We are your head counselors. I'm Erin, daughter of Athena. And I'm Monica, daughter of Persephone. This week we're discussing chapters 25 through 30 of The Tower of Nero. These chapters were so funny. See, I found them, okay, the first three that I did, I found really disturbing. And then the other three are quite, like, ridiculous. But even, like, the, during your chapters, the party, well, that's funny. But also just when Apollo's kind of delirious because he's so injured, his monologuing in that is so funny. Yeah, he's, like, high, basically. Yeah, basically. Even when he, the way that he was describing um the control room and he's like they're the guards <laughs> yeah. are pushing their naughty buttons i was just like <laughs> i feel like it was a great tool for rick to be like i don't know how to control room works so i'm gonna make apollo high basically yeah it was i thought it was re- i thought it was really well written it was just so comedic i could read it in apollo's like kind of yeah. deranged voice when um, Apollo's deranged, it's good. Like when he went into the in the second one, when they went in that cave thing, and he was basically drunk. He has a good like out of out of sorts voice. Yes, it's very funny. It's very funny because it's not super different from his like yeah. first book voice, where he's kind of deranged yeah. and full of himself because he used to be a god. But it's more self aware, and so it just mm-hmm. becomes very like lovable and funny rather than yeah. annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to get right into it, what we're going to do is we're going to battle through Nero's tower, finally facing the man himself, and see his incredibly well-decorated themed party. I love his theme. Well, honestly, he could be a little more creative, to he be could. honest. It's pretty on the nose, but I love that he committed to it. At least better than what I imagined he was going to do before Commodus and Caligula died, I'm sure... He saw their presentations and was like, okay, like maybe I need like a little bit yeah. of flair. Maybe like a little, their spirits went into him to help him with his Decorate. party planning. Yeah. They're like you need some work here. <laughs> he need more yachts, actually. <laughs> more yachts, more fire, more ostriches. Where are the ostriches? What happened to all of them, honestly? <laughs> I don't know. I think Like they- there were so many. Did they just all disband when he died? <laughs> Do you think the ostriches are an invasive species? Like, they're just tearing <gasps> through the Bay Area right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Camp Jupiter's dealing with now. They fought their, their war, and now they're, like, trying to eradicate the ostrich teeth people. people. <laughs> the battle ostriches. <laughs> the battle. Or maybe they're, like, rehabilitating them. You know? Yeah. They're taking them to training. Giving them new homes. Like, this is my ostrich. He's reactive. He's been through a lot. <laughs> Don't pet sign. In training, he wears a little harness. Give the ostrich a little bit of CBD to calm it down. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. I got chapters 25 through 27. Chapter 25. Beware tech support. Don't press the naughty button. Welp, now you did it. There's that naughty button. There it is. The naughty buttons. <laughs> we so we left off with Apollo entering a control room with a bunch of Germani, and they're like, "Light the fire and kill Apollo." And Apollo's first instinct is to sing. Always. This part made this part made me laugh. He starts me singing too. "Stop in the name of love," and everyone moment, like freezes for a second. And so he takes that to his advantage and begins attacking. And he actually does a pretty good job. He's, like, shooting arrows. He also, like, names a bunch of the Germani. Like, he's, like, this is leader guy. And, like, he has, like, names for all of them. Gotta keep himself entertained. Yeah. So we can track them, you know. Yeah. Um, but eventually he does get whacked on the head. 
and crumples to the ground by the leader guy of the group um, who demands, he's like, guys, why haven't you lit the fires? Because all, meanwhile, all the like tech people have been pushing buttons and trying to make the fires light. Nothing's happening. And the techs report that it's not working. And they're like, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Which I found very funny. And they even try that and it doesn't work. They then punch, continue punching their, their naughty buttons again. But still nothing happens. The fuel, they say the fuel isn't going anywhere. And so the Germani turn on Apollo and demand to know what he did to their fire vats. And Apollo thinks to himself, he's like, okay, Either I accidentally pushed the right button and disabled it, or um, the plan with the trogs must have somehow worked. Or, like, this is just, like, divine luck. Then the leader of them turns to kill Apollo, but he freezes in midair, and his skin begins to shrivel, and then he crumples into a skeleton, which is so metal. And we're like, who's that? Of course, it's Nico because skeletons. So Nico's standing behind him, who has not only murdered this man with a single touch, but he's also like turned him into a skeleton servant for a second, who he can order around, but then he eventually orders it to like crumble. Uh, Nico then orders the rest of the tech people or tells them all to run away, and then tells Apollo that the whole building is now a combat zone. Every time I'm like, Nico has reached the peak of his coolness with his power, he does something like this. Yeah, he just touches them and they turn into a skeleton. Honestly, though, like, I believe that. I don't think, like, Nico is OP, but not in an annoying way. Like, I'm just like, yeah, he can do that. Yeah, and it makes Mm -hmm. sense, too, especially since he's the only one. Like, he's the only son of Hades left. I mean, there's Hazel, but she's, like, more about, you know, the bling rather than death. Dirt. She's really into dirt, dirt and bling. too. Yeah. Yeah. Nico is like into dirt. grunge and death. Yeah. Yeah. The two types of Hades children. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a note on this chapter that I must address is that this scene reminded me a lot of in the book we wrote. <laughs> At the end of it, the whole like premise of it is they're trying to like press a button to disable <laughs> something. And there's this big, like, confrontation scene in, like, a tech room, and everyone's, like, fighting over it, and then the end, someone presses it, and it's, no, like... No, there's the <gasps> password. They type in the code the or something. Yeah. Wasn't it, like, oh... It was, like, a song like, or something? It was, like, someone's kid's name. It was Which something... Is, like, the easiest, like, top six easiest passwords. <laughs> Anyways, chapter 26. Tower of Fun Times. Giggle with me as we climb. For Meg, glory, hats. Um, also, this whole time, like Apollo after being hit in the head is basically high now. So his whole narration of this chapter is him giggling at a lot of things and being confused. But Nico is now here and he fills in Apollo on what happened. So the Trogs actually did help him. Rachel and Will disabled the Greek fire vats and Rachel had managed to summon help from Camp Half-Blood. Will is currently helping other campers while Rachel is with the Trogs and she keeps having awful visions. This whole time, Apollo is acting like he's high again because like when he got knocked out and also he did a lot of fighting there, he kind of wore himself thin. Apollo says that they have to get, he still like knows what he wants to do though. And he's like, we need to save Meg. We need to get to the residence wing. That's where I saw her in that vision. Nico has to lead Apollo through levels of combat to go to the right floor that Meg is on. They pass by dozens of trogs who are fighting security guards and all the trogs are wearing like great hats. Like it looks like they just raided a party store on their way. Also, they are collecting hats from the other people that they're fighting. Yes. It's like a victory badge. Yeah, Yeah. it's a trophy. It's like how some people collect teeth of their victims. They collect hats. This is the better version of that. Yeah, I would agree. Hats. Yeah, yeah. And they don't like decay, you know? You, no, you can that's wear true. them. There's a use for them. Well, teeth don't really decay, do they? I don't know. I've never collected Bones? a tooth. I you don't know. I still have. I think my mom still has like a couple of wow. my baby teeth. My mom might honestly. I don't know. That's kind I of a creepy why. thing that parents do. Yeah. <laughs> It's really creepy. Why? <laughs> Why to, do you want? I'm our teeth? sure when you have kids, you're gonna yeah. cherry, you're gonna frame their teeth. There was a moment when with Wally because we got him. He was like four months, so he was teething, 
and one of his teeth came out in a toy and Mike put it on the table and was like, should we keep it? And I was like, no. <laughs> you should have given him a dollar. He was like, kind of <laughs> hoping I'd say yes, I think, you know. <laughs> Naked a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> These Where are my, my children's teeth. This is my dog. This is my son's. This is my son's tooth. Is he a vampire? Why are they pointy? It's kind of metal, though, to wear yeah, your dog's is. teeth. Yeah. You wear shark's teeth. Yeah. Why puppy do, teeth. Why not puppy teeth? Puppy teeth are sharp, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do some damage. <laughs> okay. I don't know how we start talking about teeth. But anyway, they, um, <laughs> they find the Camp Half-Blood's landing zone. Where all the other campers have come to fight. And I was like, remember a few episodes where you're like, I'm so glad they're not having the children fight and the children are at camp singing songs. Well, Mm. now they're fighting. So, so much for that. Many of the potted dryads have also risen up to fight back against Nero and his people. Chiron is there helping out. He's been trying to give, like, he kind of shouts directions and tips at the campers. The younger campers also seem to think that they're just on a field trip and this is not an actual battle, which is kind of disturbing. Can you imagine you come home from a field trip and your parent, you just have to explain to your parent that three of your classmates died? (laughs) But it was just like a field trip. It was yeah. it's just fine. It was like, you know, practice, Mr. Chiron you know? told us that we were having, well, you know, a good field trip. It just like one of us got decapitated in the process. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they'll be back. <laughs> Jeez. Apollo ends up meeting up with, uh, with Kayla, who gives him some nectar to clear his head, which helps immediately. And then he's back on track. Like, I need to find Meg. Right. That's what I was doing. Kayla offers to help him and take him to where Meg is, but then eventually passes him off to Austin because she has to lure a bull outside, one of those, the cows from the beginning. Yeah. Austin keeps leading him down the corridor towards where Meg should be, but they are thwarted by an elevator that requires a key card. It's like, this feels like a video game level. There's it's actually corporate. It is really corporate. There's a level in The Last of Us that I played this year where you need, it's like the hardest level. And I played on easy mode, so. But I was like screaming. But you're like in the basement of this building. And like the trick is that you need a key card to get out of the door. To, but to get the key card to work, you have to turn on the electricity, which like makes all the zombies find you. It was so mm. traumatizing. But you know, no, thank I did you. it on easy mode. <laughs> Um, then the elevator doors open by themselves, actually, and out steps a young demigod wearing Meg's two golden rings. It's Cassius, the young, like, six-year-old boy who was forced to chop off Lou's hands, and his face is swollen from crying, and he's twitching nervously. I know, it's so sad. And he's, like, clearly was not expecting to run into Apollo, and he starts kind of stumbling over his words. He hands Meg's rings to Apollo and is trembling and stuttering and saying that he didn't want them. He didn't want to, we're assuming he didn't want to chop off Lou's hands. He's clearly trying to run away. And Apollo even has a moment like looking at this kid where he's like, you chopped off Lou's hands, who apparently is his new best friend. And he like feels a surge of anger. But then he remembers this is a six-year-old child who is just like a victim of Nero And he then takes the rings and tells Cassius to go and to get to safety and run away. But not before Cassius hands them the key card so that they can use the elevator. That part's really sad to me. It's really sad. Especially the, the, like, um, parallel of Apollo is being really taken care of by his children who are really, really concerned about him. Yeah. And he's also very, like, he's showing a lot of love. Because he's high, but also because he genuinely <laughs> feels that he loves his kids. Especially yeah. these, th- Will, Kayla, and Austin so He doesn't much. care for the others he as much. Them, no. He doesn't know the other one. He's like, where did you come from? Singapore? I don't remember you. Like, I don't even remember your mom. Like, <laughs> And so him now being confronted with the little kid and the fact that, like, Nero is the one that shaped this child. And similar, like, Nero shaped Meg, but Apollo can forgive and love Meg kind of yeah. thing. It must have been, I think it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's good parallel. Yeah. I'm like, it must have been parenting. so hard for him as if he's real, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> what a feat. <laughs> I know. All right. Chapter 27. 
Can't fight in person? We can video conference. I'll kill you online. Mm. Oh, this was pre-Zoom days. I too. know. This was written. He's, he, the foresight. So the key card works and they're able to ride up to the sound of villainous classical music. Apollo's like, this is the most villainous kind of music. <laughs> classical. This is true. It's true. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He does have a moment in the elevator with Austin where he's like trying to tell Austin like how much, or Austin is trying to tell him like, hey, I'm really glad I got to spend time with you. And Apollo's like, don't talk like that. Like nothing's going to happen. But it's, it's sweet. And it shows that his kids also really care for him. Because we've seen from his POV how much he cares for his, his kids. So they get to the floor that Meg is on. Austin's saxophone is decked out with all sorts of upgrades, including a rod with a mirror that they use like a periscope to look down the hallways. In their way is a large party crowd there to watch the burning of New York. And this crowd, incredible. Like, I, I think I had a note about it. Uh, Nero's party decorations... He's finally funny. There's like a wood centerpiece of Manhattan burning. There's a happy inferno banner, a flame themed cake. He's very committed to the theme. And I love that for him. I also love that there's a party going on. <laughs> I know that we talk about it later. Like it's mentioned a little bit later in this chapter, the next one about the gas. But mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about as I was reading it, I was like, do you think that the gas... I mean, to be fair, it's going to kill everyone at the party, but yes. getting Nero in his brain was like, but I was on theme with the fire and now I have to resort yeah. to gas. Does he have like a backup, backup decor, you know, for the second plan? He just like, the backup decor is everyone's screaming and dying, but yeah. I can yeah. imagine he just like presses, like he asks, presses a button and then the decor swaps and it's like a bunch <laughs> of like gas and what is it? What is even a gas themed party? I don't it know. It seems like it would be like very like problematic <laughs> it would be very problematic you know <laughs> unless it was like a cares. funny like gas like farting <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of like diesel like a, pass- cars like a little like stuff. or like a little poop like emoji guy. <laughs> can you imagine that people don't understand so you're trying to guess how you're gonna die based <laughs> like, off we of don't theme. know what this drown in poop like what is this are we gonna shit ourselves <laughs> we're all gonna shit ourselves they're like what's in the, this cake e coli actually <laughs> oh. okay so austin offers to cause a distraction to draw them out of the way the party goers so that apollo can get past the party to get to meg apollo protests but austin says to trust him he then runs out and starts playing Pop Goes the Weasel, which had mm-hmm. taunting them. And apparently Apollo is like, oh, yes, Pop Goes the Weasel 100% by played by a child of Apollo will 100% cause a stampede, which is okay. Just like a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like a fact. Apollo runs past the now abandoned party and finds Meg's room. But when he opens it, nobody is there. The bed has been made. This It's very funny to me that, like, Nero had someone come in and, like, make the bed, make everything look good, and yeah. then set up a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> the broken chairs have all been replaced, and there's a laptop screen, and from it comes Nero's voice, who, uh... Has has it has set up the video the video call and he greets Apollo with a dry sarcastic, oh no you've got me, hundred <laughs> percent. So if this was written post COVID Zoom, mm-hmm. you know lifestyle, um, Rick would have written in Nero trying to speak but being on mute. Being <laughs> muted. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Apollo would have been like, "I can't hear you. You're muted." And then Nero and then would have I- to like clear his throat and try again. <laughs> and then also like, when, like as Nero is talking, like different filters are going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly is. That would have been so good. Been really that would have been good. so good. Oh, I wish. Mm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Okay, um, Apollo demands to know where Meg is, and Nero tells Apollo that Meg is with him in the throne room. 
he just like reveals where he is everything he not at all he does not seem upset at all about the fact that they've crashed his party and started a battle he even begins sort of giving like a mini villain monologue but apollo isn't totally tuned into it because screech bling comes in the room he's not in the view of camera so like nero doesn't see screech bling but screech bling finds apollo and looks like he wants to talk to him uh, but I find it very funny that Rick is now, I feel like in this book, also with the Python trying to give a monologue, Rick is like <laughs> tired of villain monologues. Yes. He's made it so Apollo's like, I don't care about these anymore. I'm not yes. going to listen to you. <laughs> I think it also, it's it's a very fun little trope when yeah. they just ignore the villain monologue and they don't give power <laughs> to the villain by like taking away their like listening. Yeah. I think that's really fun. It's my favorite um, trope in like children's books because it's yeah. just like oh finally because that's honestly how I would probably react after the 17th villain monologue I'd be like shut the fuck up I like, know like we don't have the time can you just kill me already yeah I like in this one like Apollo's like kind of more like looking at Screech playing look around the room and you hear Nero and the, like Nero didn't even notice that Apollo's not paying attention <laughs> he's just like I'm gonna go <laughs> maybe he doesn't have his camera on right? I know <laughs> <laughs> he guessed it was Apollo based off of the scruffling around. Yeah. How many times has someone come into the room and he's had to like start up the <laughs> villain halfway through his villain monologue? Someone's yeah, like, I'm not Apollo. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm one of your guys. Um, so Nero asks Apollo if he's heard of sassanid gas, which is a poisonous gas that causes death when used in enclosed spaces like tunnels or buildings. I also Googled this because I was like, is this real? Like, or is this like a myth thing? And it was real. It is one of the like earliest known uses of chemical attack in ancient Jesus. times, which is disturbing. Nero is mad that he's not able to burn down New York, but he's like, don't worry, I have a backup plan that will at least kill all of the demigods, the Greek demigods. And he doesn't care that he'd be killing his own people in the building. So he wants to, Nero tells Apollo to come to the throne room or else he'll release the gas now. He's gonna release it anyway, but he's like, come here, let, uh, he wants Meg to decide what to do with Apollo. Uh, so torture, he wants to torture Meg more, basically. And then he logs off the camera, the video call. Screech Bling then tells Apollo that Rachel sent him. He refers to her as like the red priestess and mm -hmm. has like a reverence when he talks of her. And I like the idea that sh they're just like worshiping her down in their little tunnels now. Well, yeah, if she has the ability to have visions, it's crazy that they're all just kind of like, this is my buddy, Rachel. <laughs> right? She should be wearing, like, a gown at all times. I know, with a hood. A crown with yes. a hood, yeah. Mm -hmm. Screech Blink tells Apollo to try and stall Nero so that him and the Trogs can disable the gas. Then he vanishes in a cloud of dust, and Apollo marches out of the bedroom to the throne room. Okay, let me see. I think I went over a lot of my notes. Oh, my other note, I was just, like, really disturbed by Nero in this chapter. I know he was also quite funny, but I think what disturbs me about him, I was thinking about it and I was like, why do I hate him differently? Like, I I really kind of enjoyed Kronos, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Gaia was stupid, honestly. But I was like, I hate Nero in a different way. And I was like, I think it's because he uses such human tactics like the mm -hmm. things that he is doing and the like the abuse and then like the the weaponry they are things that we see in the real world which is why he just like grosses me out because i'm like it's not like he's not lame well he is lame but it's not like the, my problem with him isn't that he's boring and you know doesn't have pizzazz but it's that he's very real and he feels like a caricature of like men that are in power in our yeah. current world and that I see daily on the news. And I'm like, Kronos, dramatic, evil, but he did want to spare the mortals. So like, that's cool. Did he want to destroy the West? Isn't that the whole thing? Yes. He wanted to destroy like the, the notion or like Western ideals and influence, which like, honestly, not a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> like at times. And Gaia was just like dirt that gave them visions. She yeah, really she's like wasn't a grandma. Yeah. She was like a grandma, but like yeah. Nero is like a man that is like a world leader currently. So that's alarming. It is. It is. And he just yeah. gets worse in my chapters too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
the party is his only redeeming thing. Yeah, honestly. And the, the yeah. Zoom call was pretty funny. The Zoom call was funny. Yeah. I do think, I do like that they're in a lot of children's books. I, I don't know if this is like middle grade books. There are, it lends to conversations. Like kids are seeing these terrible people in power doing these terrible things and in villains in kids books and I think they are able to like glean a lot from that more than we probably give them credit for I think that's why like every like Gen Z person is very like uh like justice oriented now because they grew up on these types of books which is cool yeah and these characters are very like gray yeah in the things that they do and very relatable in the things that they do and so you can see that reflected in people in your life of like oh wait like that was not okay like it doesn't mean that you're a bad person but I think that we need to reassess the way that you have done that yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. all right well I have chapters 28 through 30 chapter 28 signs of the end times torches rolling grapes neck beards Meg gets cleaned up nice. Torches, rolling grapes, and neck beards. The signs of the end times. I'd believe it. Yeah. <laughs> neck beards. Terrifying. Uh, disgusting idea. <laughs> who, who Romans were bonkers. Like, they had a lot of stuff Truly. that they did was absolute shit, like slavery. Yeah. But neck beards yeah. are also pretty bad, I would say. <laughs> You're like, those are high up on the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe neck and neck <laughs> beards. <laughs> neck and neck. So Apollo finds his way back into the throne room pretty easily. He's finding Meg, he went up on the wrong floor, but this time since he has the elevator, he can just literally click throne room. And he notes that the ornamental gold doors that used to let be the entrance of the throne room have now been replaced with blast doors that are inscribed with a lot of beautiful charms thanks to Hakate. Apollo knock he knocks on the door and he in it he mentions shave and a haircut. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I am not a music major. And so I looked it up and it's an associated response to bits. So it's a it's a kind of knock people do. Oh, why is it called a shave and a haircut? Um, it's just, I didn't get something a man made up. (laughs) Um, it's from a song. Mm. And... It doesn't really say why. Hmm. It's like a lot of Looney Tune cartoons use the shave and the haircut oh. to, like noise. That's interesting. Looney Tunes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. What's the, what does it sound like? Does it say? I guess you can't say the it's sound. It's like a... How many knocks is it? <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's like a... Here. They, they have a... Okay, I don't hear anything. I'm listening, I'm listening to the... Oh. I'm going to re- replicate it now. Ready? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that one. It's like the do, 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 do. Exactly. Okay. So okay. that's what he does. A and it's, it's important that he tells us that. Because it just that's like. actually kind of funny. It that is. He does that. <laughs> so he knocks on the throne room. <laughs> so he enters and he sees that Meg is not there. Nero is flanked by about a dozen Germanian soldiers. And now there are imperial gold bars on all of the windows. It's like, is it keeping everyone in? Is it keeping people out? Who knows? The children, the Nero's terrified zombie children, are holding burning torches next to potted trees, threatening to burn them, which are the dryads, if Apollo doesn't cooperate. Nero makes Apollo disarm before he calls Meg into the room. They've basically scrubbed Meg down deep. Like, she's gotten a bath or three and changed her clothes completely so she looks like the good Roman daughter. Nothing like how Meg usually looks. She's usually a little bit quirky looking and she's, um, the only thing that she has still that is hers is her glasses. And Paula's pretty sure the only reason she got to keep those is because she needed them to see. Um, this Meg looks so much more older and more defeated and elegant and just not like Meg. And it really pains Apollo to see her like that. Meg doesn't meet Nero's eyes and she goes sits near him as he commands her to. Nero asks his right-hand man to bring him the remote to turn on the poison gas. 
But Again, this reminds me of what we wrote. What There's really a button to just like button. control something. But this bit made me laugh so hard. Is that Nero keeps all of his remotes together in one place. So his right hand man keeps bringing him remotes that are like, this is for the TV. No, this is for the DVR. Like you're bringing me the wrong remotes. I would like the idea of Nero had like a bunch of remotes for like different kind of like world destruction <laughs> things. He's like, no, this is my flood remote. Like, what? This is the nuke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Basically, they have to go through a bunch of TV remotes until they decide that they found the one. Nero tries to sway Meg into believing that Apollo has failed her, that he's his selfish desire for immortality is the reason the entire building is about to be gassed. Like, Nero has nothing to do with it. It's Apollo who has been whining and crying about being mortal and his weird quests that he's forced Meg to do, which has now led up to this moment. Um... Nero then starts listing all the people that Apollo has used on hurt or hurt in this series of books, like including Jason Grace, like all of these people. And Apollo notes that Nero normally does not remember names. Like Nero is really bad at remembering names. So Apollo knows that Nero has been memorizing these names for <laughs> this studied. particular moment. He's studied. He then, like, Nero then starts listing all the children, like, all of the children of Apollo and all of his, like, parenting flaws. But at this point, Apollo's like, ah, I get what you're doing. So he zones out. <laughs> Amazing. He's like, starts wondering, he looks around the room, he's trying to catch Meg's eye, he wonders if Screech Blank has time to disarm the gas, he hopes that he does, because Nero has the remote. And he also recognizes that no matter what happens with Screech Bling and the others, the door, the blast doors is going to prevent them from helping. So Apollo and Meg are essentially on their own here. Apollo reminds Nero that he promised Meg could choose. Basically, Nero said if um, Apollo comes, he, Meg could then choose if the building will be gassed or not. And Meg doesn't know this. So she's horrified to learn that this is going to be her choice. Um, instead, Nero says asks Meg which dryad should kill Apollo. Meg cannot choose, obviously. She's so stunned she can't speak. So Nero decides that they all should have a chance and commands them to attack. Chapter 29. When you're burning trees and it's allergy season, expect some sniffles. So the dryads obviously don't want to attack Apollo, but since since they're basically about to be torched, there's flames being held up to their bodies, They have to. Their lack of enthusiasm is what saves Apollo's life. He knows that if they were attacking him in full force, he would be dead immediately. He's able to dodge them, but he noticed a fiddle leaf fig refusing to fight in the corner. And in retaliation, she's burned to death by the children. Because it's so, it's so violent too. I know. The this motivates unfortunately the dreads to actually start attacking Apollo with much more gusto, and Meg demands that they stop when they start really hurting him. The dryads back off and Meg goes to tend to Apollo. Apollo uses his chance to tell Meg that he really trusts her and he she hope and he hopes that she trusts herself, that the only person she can really lie on rely on is herself and she knows the truth. He then hands her her signet rings and tells her that Lou is alive. Nero decides that the dryads don't have the courage to do what is necessary, and he asks his demigod children to lower their torches to kill the plants off. He's like, we're done with them. Meg screams, and allergens explode out of her body, basically covering the entire room in green pollen, and it makes the flames go out. Which is hilarious, because famously, pollen is very flammable. Mm-hmm. So it would have been funnier <laughs> if she just like got everything set on fire and Nero burned. <laughs> Yikes. On theme for his party. Mm. The dryads and potted trees grow roots and the trees grow larger themselves and anchor to the floor. And Meg tells dryads to go heal. Basically, because now they're large enough, uh, the dryads can heal in peace without having to be worried that they're just going to burst into flames. Nero tells Meg that she needs to control herself and Apollo might have been allowed to live if Meg had behaved. Meg declares that she is not the one who has done all these things that Nero keeps blaming her for. And she actually hates Nero. She throws her rings to the side because she's like, I now don't want to fight with the weapons that you've given me. And 
become the soldier you trained me to be. Which is something both Nero and Apollo think is a foolish. <laughs> Apollo's like, these are the only weapons we have, though. Yeah, he's like, we have nothing. <laughs> it's okay, like, put your morals aside for two minutes. And right when Nero's about to command his army to attack, the blast doors fly open, and there standing is a strangely emaciated Red Bull and Nico. I so, love Nico. Nico he always saves the day. He always does, and it's the coolest way possible. Nico, from what we've learned about from your chapters, he can turn people into skeletons. So what he's done is he turned this bull into a skeleton and has full command of it, and it's impenetrable hide. So Nico commands the bull to kill Nero, and in the frenzy of the army trying to attack the bull, because the bull will not be defeated easily, Nero is trying to find his remote. It's been knocked so out of good. his hand. He asks his right-hand man to come with a different remote, and instead of instead of giving it to him, he actually drops the entire tray of remotes, so they're all mixed <laughs> up. The demigod children are also confused on who to fight first because they have so much hate and rage in their heart. They don't know who to attack first. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Nico comes over to Megan Apollo and tells him that Will was called to elsewhere and Rachel was the one who had told him where they would be. She also tells him that the Trogs are still working on the gas and Camp Half-Blood has refused to evacuate without them. Honestly, Apollo- not a smart move. I would be out of there if right? someone was if like, I was we're totally- about to get gassed. I'd be like, bye. I mean, this is the worst field trip ever, and leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're trapped. No. I mean, I guess Maybe. There's armies, yeah. Apollo runs over to his weapons, and Megs decides to go fight her siblings. Nero is scrambling through the different remotes, and Apollo is about to fire his arrow when he's stabbed in the ribs by Lucius, one of the children. Apollo hits him in the eye and falls over from the wound. In the distance, he sees Nero hold up a remote and triumphantly say, death to my enemies, before pushing the button. (laughs) Chapter 30. Staying alive is really hard when you're always trying to kill me. Unfortunately for Nero, the remote (laughs) starts lowering lowering the blinds instead of... (laughs) Gas. Nero curses and he goes back to shuffling through sofa cushions for his remote. (laughs) Nico is battling the Germani soldiers, but he only has one good eye. When he showed up, one of his eyes was swollen. He has a fancy little cowboy hat on. He's, He's looking really menacing, but he's only so powerful. And Apollo knows he can't hold the Germani soldiers off forever. Apollo also recognizes that he's not dead yet from the stab wound, so it must have missed all his vital organs. He kicks Lucius in the head and disarms says memes the other children who are now like dogpiling on Meg. They're all <laughs> Apollo calls them um, about to Julius Caesar Meg. Mm, nice. Mm. Paul fires his arrow super painfully because he's obviously been stabbed in the ribs at Nero, but it bounces off multiple times and it only annoys the emperor. So Apollo deduces that this means that Nero's fasces are still intact and he's currently untouchable. So maybe Lou has failed. Apollo starts shooting remote controls out of Nero's hands instead every time he picks one up. Because <laughs> he's like, I can't hurt the emperor, but at least I can delay him gassing my friends. Yeah. Nero picks up remote and smashes the buttons, but instead three giant TV screens show up. One with the news, two different news going on, golf, and there's a current feed of the tower, which Apollo notices. He's like, oh, apparently we're on fire. The tower is currently on fire. I love that his channels are golf, first of all. That's hilarious. Yes. Um, also, two different news. Does he, like, you know, want both sides? Well, yeah, <laughs> one is MSNBC, He's the other news and MSNBC. <laughs> he literally does. And so <laughs> Apollo is like, his brain is going to split into two because they're both <laughs> arguing opposite sides at the moment. <laughs> Nero picks up the last remote, and Apollo knows he can't get to Nero in time, but he shoots down the last Romani soldier that's standing in between Nico and the Emperor and tells Nico to go. Nico slashes his sword at the Emperor, but Nero catches the blade in mid, like, Nico jumps and slashes, and Nero just catches the blade and then throws Nico across the room. Nero presses the button on the remote and announces that the tower has now been gassed. Meg is surrounded by the demigod siblings, Nico is being held down by soldiers, and Nero orders that Apollo be killed. 
But before anything can happen, Rachel, Will, and Lou stand in the doorway holding the fasties and glowing Will is there, says, no one hits my boyfriend and no one kills my dad. I love that. (laughs) Nero makes everyone freeze. He's like, my fasties are on the line and if they're destroyed, we're all screwed. So he says, no one move. So Will easily strolls through the army, picks up Nico and drags him back to the entrance. No one stops him. Nero doesn't understand how they all weren't gassed until Screech Blink walks into the room and drops a couple 9-volt batteries on the floor. You just have to take out the batteries? Yeah, of the detonators. Oh, so good. Such simple fixes. I wish Such, it was that simple. I really wish too. Lou explains that she traded with the Guardian to get the Fasties by trading her immortality. But what we didn't know and what we find out now is that her immortality is tied to Nero's. Nero is able to keep her alive because he is alive. So he's extended his immortality to his soldiers and his children. But now since she's basically bargained for it, she has given up Nero's immortality. So once the Fasties are destroyed, he's mortal and they have a chance to kill him. Now Nero is panicking. He realizes that he is losing and he begs them not to destroy his axes. He tries to tell them that if they destroy his fasces, all the power will go to Python. He believes he can control Python, but he doesn't think they'll have a chance if they kill him. He pleads with Meg, who in turns encourages her sibling to stand up to their foster father and tells Nero that the beast is dead, that she killed it in her mind. And Nero looks like he's about to cry, but instead he commands the Germani to kill them all. Okay, so the thing that I want to talk about, well, first of all, the way he talks to Meg is so creepy. He's like yeah. constantly gaslighting her. And Apollo is able to kind of defend, defer it, but even he has a hard time when um, Nero is making him feel really guilty and really all, own, in, in his own head. But, like, Meg is a child, and so she came to him when she was, like, five, so he's easily been able to control her. And the way that Rick has written, the way that he's controlling her, is probably resonates to a lot of people who've grown up in emotional abusive households. Mm -hmm. It's very creepy to read. Definitely why he is the scariest villain. Yeah, like, he's just so real, which just, like, makes me hate him. But it's he's definitely the most, like, tangibly scary. Yeah, whereas, like, Kronos and Gaia, like, a lot of their hauntings and torturing of Percy was, like, via dreams. And it's just, like, Kronos yeah, is just, like, this true. hole in the ground that just, like, rumbles, I will kill you, Percy Jackson, which is, like, very monstrous. And then he, like, got a yacht. <laughs> yeah, and he becomes, like, a boat boy. Like, it's not that yeah. intense. Gaia is, like, asleep for 99%. And when she wakes up, they just shoot a cannon into her face. They sing at her. And they sing at her, and she goes back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) This one is creepy. This is, like, a man with a neck beard. and That's all you need to say. It's The thing that I thought was so funny is, like, Apollo mentions that um, Nero must have taken the time to memorize all of the people that Apollo has hated and mm-hmm. has met in these last couple books because Rachel comes into the room, introduces herself. She's like, my name is Rachel Elizabeth Dare. Fully has an introduction. <laughs> and Nero is like, Raquel, listen. <laughs> he didn't have time to do the flashcards for did her it. name. It doesn't stick. He forgets so fast. He's pleading with her. He's like, like he calls uh, he calls her Pythia because she's like the Python's like mm-hmm. mis- like visionary, which is not the way that she should be described. And he's like yeah. Raquel. <laughs> she's like it's Rachel. So funny. <laughs> it was really funny. All right. Um, my predictions. My predictions. Oh. So my guess that Apollo would have to give up his immortality here turned out not to be true but i think he's gonna have to it's gonna be a choice that he has to make and he's gonna choose to give it up i don't know when it's definitely the next couple chapters i mean they have to we only have two like what 12 chapters left he has to fight us we have because our last episode's gonna be like only three chapters so we got like nine chapters left 
So he has to fight Python, and then he has to have some kind of, like, conversation with Zeus, I hope. And then he has to figure out if he's going to stay a god or become a god or stay a child or whatever he's going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And then he, I, I would hope to see a little bit of like an epilogue of him and Meg having a moment and him and his mm-hmm. children, if that's what happens. So a lot has to happen in the next nine chapters. So I think in the next chapter, right before they attack, they're going to destroy his, Nero's fasces and then they're going to plunge down stairs in, and face Python. Mm-hmm. I want to think that it's going to be surprisingly easy for Apollo to kill Python. It's just going to be him ignoring Python or he's going to sing at him. He's monologue, yeah. Um, but we'll see. That's my prediction. I, I don't really know what Apollo's going to choose. I'm kind of leaning that he actually might stay um, like a demigod, which is kind of a bummer. Like, I kind of wish he'd go back to being Apollo. Not the way that Apollo was, but like a reformed Apollo. Mm-hmm. Be the change, you know? But, Be the change you'd like to see. Yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Nice. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay. Shall we do our lightning bolt questions? Let's do it. All right. My question is what song would compel you to stampede? <laughs> like run away i don't know i'm thinking about i i don't know if it means and like because i mean pop goes the weasel apparently makes people stampede so like a song that i guess would make you run <laughs> i don't know honestly if baby shark came on that song makes oh, me feel crazy God. or the theme song to caillou yeah I yeah stand it I was thinking of the Caillou one, too. Um, Yeah. If we're talking, like, I'm like, is there a good version of stampeding? I don't think so. So I think, yeah. Some kind of, like, child show theme song. That's just really repetitive. I mean, that's why Pop Goes the Weasel is, like, a good choice. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, Baby Shark. That's good. Mm -hmm. And, um... Oh, you know, never gonna give you up would be a good one too. Like, just I think that's because you work. Every time you're Rickrolled. Oh God, my phone just started playing music. That was creepy. That was creepy. <laughs> what song was it? A uh, was it one of the songs we just no, talked about? Oh, okay. No, that that's why funny. I don't know why it was doing that. <laughs> okay, that would have been very funny. It just starts doing Baby Shark. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, this question we got on, I think on Instagram, what type of monsters would you want protecting you slash in your army? And that's from Jenna. Oh, definitely that bull thing. If it has like (laughs) impenetrable hide and it's taking out so many people at a time, like the only way you can destroy it is if you drop it in a ditch. That's such a good monster to have protecting you. Yeah. You see, I honestly am really being, being enlightened to the trogs in this chapter because they will go and like disable things in like 15 minutes they also feed you like questionable food but they'll feed you they're yeah. cute when they wear cute hats um like i'm a little bit like they could be a good ally they'd at least be a good ally to have um having like someone big though like for me personally like giants or something would be kind of nice to have they're kind of dumb though yeah, and think about the Cyclops, cost of hair maintenance. Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, something bigger that yeah. could wipe things out would be useful, I think. And that you can, personally. like, sit on top of yeah, when you're tired of walking. Ooh, like the, the battle unicorns. <laughs> yes, honestly, good choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, <laughs> the way that Apollo described them is like they're like stuffed animals where their eyes are pointing the other direction it's and they scary. just stare. They sound really scary. Yeah. All right. We got this email to us from Ali. It's either Ali or I think it's Ali. So correct me if I say it wrong via email. If you were a <laughs> troglodyte, what would you want to be like your name to be? Like, for example, oh. Screech Bling. Or girlfriend. So I think my noise. So there's like a noise is the first part. Yes. And then what the second part is either an object or a name, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I think my noise part would be meep. 
You Do you remember when I said that word? So like in like much. middle and high school, I said that a lot. It was. Do really you know strange. how many times I would like say something and I get like a text response of meep? Like, what does that even mean? What are you like Honestly, one of those nematodes from SpongeBob? Yes. Those were like great days of texting. Back when like people didn't know how to text when we were like in middle school and we just went back and forth saying, "Yep, ha ha." Yep. Meep. But we wouldn't stop texting. Like the stop. conversation died seven hours ago, but we need to be texting each other. It's like, do what are you doing? Still do that? Like, I'm sure they do. Young people, how do you text? Like, do you still keep going? If you do, that's incredible. Keep that alive. You know. Do you text people to start a conversation? Is my I don't question. Think they and do I think they use Instagram and like TikTok and Snapchat? They can more than send texting. each other videos and stuff. No, I mean yeah. like, but like context-wise, like the way it was like, hi. How are you? Or just say hi. What are you doing? Cool. What are you up to? Nothing. And like, we'd never give anything, right? Like, we would ask. <laughs> nothing. Hi. Hi. Stop. And you. <laughs> God. And we're still texting. I just saw you an hour ago. I want to see you tomorrow morning. Yeah. Me. Meep. Sorry, that was like really Rawr. passionate. Rar, God, Rar XD. I don't want to bring those back. Those should stay in the past. I don't know. They're kind of fun. <laughs> Start sending it right. XD at the end of all my or like the little like curly like three. Oh, the like one the... that looked like a cat kind yeah, of. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, I think Meep okay. would be a good one for you. I don't know what my other part would be though. Meep Aaron. Meep Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I think keeping your own so name is kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. We have to do Aaron. the noise, right? It's me, Aaron. Me, Aaron. <laughs> Wait, what would yours be? <laughs> Nothing good. I think it'd be really funny. The screech is so funny because it's just like <laughs> screech and then you have like a level, regular level. <laughs> just like, ah, Monica. <laughs> yeah. Like a yell. Yeah. But like scream. really like a scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it would terrify people. Yeah, and just like not just n- not have your expression change for your name. Mm, just keep it yeah. like monotone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else looks around alarmed, but you're like, "That's that's my <laughs> name." That's how you pronounce it. Wow. Yeah. Starbucks would be really fun. <laughs> oh, it'd be a great time. <laughs> this is an order for, and they just start screaming. <laughs> Everyone's like running out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alrighty. Well. <laughs> well, Monica. <laughs> next week we will be back with chapters 31 through 36, which is like of Tower Nero, which is the second to last episode. I guess it's the last like full one, because the last one will only be three chapters. But then we'll do like our little book series recrap. Recrap. <laughs> <laughs> another time i remember i think i did i think you did too um but then we will uh so we'll see but next week will be our last uh six chapter one exciting exciting well meep aaron if you're interested in supporting us you can find us on patreon (laughs) the link is in the episode description as well as a link to send us an audio message and you can follow us on social media at Camp Half Pod. Email us camphalfpod at gmail.com. You can message us there to, or email us to join the Discord as well. If you haven't and you've gotten to this point, I know we say it every single time, please rate and review. That's crazy. Yeah. This is episode 119. Just tell us that you love us. We yeah, eat it leave up. your your troglodyte name. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> context. <laughs> no context, just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye.